0: Our favorite toy truck nerds are back. Welcome to That Scale RC Show.
1: Hey, everybody. We are back for the first time, I believe, in 2023 with episode 111. This is Jeremy along with Travis and Adam. Hopefully everybody had a good holiday season. And yeah, so here we are. Let's talk about stuff.
2: Hello. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. Over here.
0: Happy New Year's.
1: Yes, it Afternoon, is February
2: fifteenth. I was gonna say the day after <laughs> God, Valentine's we, Day.
1: We really went a long time
0: without recording, didn't we? <laughs> we did.
2: We're, we're slackers. Yeah,
0: That's next okay. next time you're on Podbean, take a look at how many episodes we did last year. Like by this time, you mean? I mean, in general. Was it not many? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't many.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say. I think we only did like maybe ten. Last year,
0: yeah, I think so.
1: Jeez, I mean, so we should try and do better this year.
2: We caught the the TSR podcast bug. It's
0: it's it's called a it's a gap year. The gap year. <laughs> 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 that works. Just aimless, not really doing anything. That's fine so yeah what's
2: new with you guys Mm, not a whole lot not a whole lot no not a whole lot besides work work and drama at work oh well actually i i'm just gonna dive right into it because we were talking about stuff to talk about before the show and i can't believe that you know we this wasn't one of the first topics we uh we lost a um a big part of the RC community, especially here in Northern California. Uh, Brandon Tommy passed away. Uh, one half of the ASD crawlers. And that was a tough blow, a tough one, a tough pill to swallow for sure, when I heard the news on that one. Yeah, that's a shame. So his service was last weekend. So I was there getting to see a lot of people that... Uh, kind of were like in our scene way back in the heyday, I guess if you want to say. There was people that I haven't seen, I haven't hit the trail with in over five, six years. So oh, wow. it, was nice. it was nice to see some old faces, and uh, it just was sad that that was the reason why we saw some old faces. So um, Brandon did a lot for the community. Um, he was like one of the most like selfless people I knew in this hobby. Uh, I mean – when they said stories at his service about like what he would do for people. I mean, it, it was true. We, we actually witnessed it uh, firsthand uh, actually just at Axial Fest. And that's part of what made this so hard is because I saw him at Axial Fest, you know, then saw him at, uh, crawl, uh not crawl for a cure, saw him at the ASD uh, crawl in October. And then to hear in January, he passed away. It was just like, we just saw you like three months ago like this is unbelievable um but at Axio fest michelle's dad really wanted one of those like paracord lanyards and he knew or and i told him i said i'll, I'll talk to brandon because he makes them you know so we're walking by vendors row and he was hanging out at the reefs booth and um you know we were just bsing and uh tony goes so how much would it cost for one of those lanyards? And he goes, what lanyard? And I said, Oh, the paracord ones that you make. And he goes, ah, oh, he goes, I don't have any with me. Otherwise I'd sell you one. And he goes, oh, okay. And he goes, you know what? Scratch that. I'll just give you mine. So we followed him back to his truck and he, he gave Michelle's dad, uh, two of his, um, Tony paid him for them, And that just showed you like the kind of person he was. He didn't care. He just like, you know, just make sure you got what you needed and, you know, like, like I said, one of the most selfless people I knew in this hobby. And it's just sad. 40 years old.
1: That was just a matter of days, too, after Ken Block passed away, huh?
2: Yeah. Which was a whole just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2023 has started out rough, is all I got to say.
1: Seems like there's always something like this every year, you know? Like, whether it's, you know, Oh, like when it turns over. Yeah. Yeah. Like whenever we like whenever there's, you know, right after new year's it always seems like something happens and everybody's like, man, we're off to a great start so far.
2: Yep. Sad. But yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's pretty much, uh, my, my uh, beginning of my year in a nutshell. All
1: right. That's not very happy news. <laughs> no, it's not.
2: It's, it's not. And, uh, you know, still kind of like one of those things that, like, I don't know. And maybe I, I'm just going to – I'll just vent for a second. Like, for me, the reason why it hit me even harder than, you know – it probably like this kind of news will always hit people hard, but like, I guess I got hit with a sense of like guilt and, um, just like, yeah, guilt, I guess is the best way to say it. I always told myself, like, you know, I talked to you guys, you know, throughout, you know, the week, year, month, year, whatever Like, you know, we talk in between the show, we, you know, BS and all that stuff. I used to talk to Brandon a lot. And then it kind of slowed down around the COVID time, which I've talked to a handful of other people. Like they've noticed that a lot of, you know, a lot of relationships kind of like for some reason went hiatus around then because, you know, you went from texting and calling people to like, you know, you're with like whoever you are at your house or by yourself. And that was it. Like you weren't around people. So naturally relationships kind of like fell off and I kept always telling myself, I was like, Oh, I just need to just text him say, what's up. I I just need to call him. I need to call him. I need to call him. And now I can't do that. So I just feel like guilty that like I never went through with like everything I was saying. So when I got the news, that's like one of the first things that like went right to my, like right to my head was I'm like, well, there you go, Adam. You effed it up again. You didn't uh, listen to what you said and you should have just, you know, reached out and now it's too late.
1: I'm sure you'd understand though. Like he's one of those guys that would, you know, probably be like, it's okay, dude. You know?
2: No, I know. But it's, it's still, it's just like the self guilt that you get. Yeah. Yourself. yeah. No, I get it.
0: I think that's, yeah, so. it's, I think it's natural to feel that way after like a circumstance like that. Cause yeah, that's, you know, that's always like one of those lessons. Like you learn the hardest way. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah, wait till it's
1: funny. one of your parents because then you're just like there's a million different things you wish you would have oh, said or asked or you know yeah. Like really rough. Yeah.
2: oh yeah really rough but yeah so um on to the next thing did you want to talk about um releases or did you would you want to talk yeah why don't these? we talk about some of the releases and stuff that have come out the worst part about us taking such a gap between episodes is i can't remember what we've talked about when we haven't talked about
1: it. <laughs> I, I know right that's why i was kind of trying to do like a refresher before we started i was like okay what did we do last time well last so time was we... the
0: live show i think and we didn't do much of anything so you know in terms of coverage right
2: so Well, so then it's pretty funny because Axial's released two cars since our last episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's been busy. Like, looking back at it now, it's been a busy start to the year for releases.
2: Which is awesome. It is. So they they released... um, The first release of the year was the 18th scale Capra, which still is one of those ones that I'm scratching my head about because it's like... We know that the one twenty four scale, you know is really hot. it's a re- it's a it's a scale size that took off and it, they did really well with. and then they came out with the six scale, which is doing fairly well in its own right. and they've been you know already releasing you know another car on that platform. They came out with the um with the six scale trail honcho. So I was like, all right, it's you know gonna hopefully it's gonna be one of those two it's gonna be something between there and you know and then they kept using the hashtag rock racer in it so people were getting excited thinking oh maybe it's another rock racer because you know they discontinued the bomber so i'm sitting here thinking okay it's gonna be a one nine um kind of like bomber-esque you know or maybe that's what they'll call it the one nine bomber and i was like and it's gonna be like the gatekeeper competition you know it's gonna be like right in that same realm Mm -hmm. you know It was the 118th Capra. (laughs) And you're just like, really? There was a lot
1: of people scratching their head over that one, though, to be fair. I mean, it. I don't think anybody saw that coming
2: i mean it's just like it's just a weird scale to come out in you know like I just there's no accessories for that stuff you know like well i mean
1: once traxxas launched the t4m like all of a sudden because that's another new one that just came out like Mm -hmm. it seems like those have taken off really fast i'm seeing a lot of aftermarket parts and stuff for those already too like people are not dragging their heels on those but as far as like the capra and stuff like that you know i just you don't see a lot of 18th scale aftermarket support so that's what's weird because you know probably 75 percent of the people in this hobby want to change the body or do this different wheels and tires
2: and stuff like that and you just don't with these you know what i mean well yeah but to be fair i've that's the one thing the one common like thing i've seen with the 18th scale capra is people uh, Will run either one sevens or one nines, so they'll just immediately just jump to that and put it on the rig, which makes sense because there was a lot of people that said, "Why didn't you just put two twos on the one tenth scale Capra?" And there are people that put the taller tires on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it totally changes the look. It gives it that more moon buggy feel. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen that pretty common. So wheels are a
1: good change on the capra because it looks really walmart toyish by you know out of the box like it it's just not not all that cool looking yeah you know what was weird like so the other one that they had come out with i guess after the capra would have been what the ax24 Oh yeah, then I forgot about that one too. So then they there came was out no with people that were upset about that. And I don't understand that one cuz like I actually thought it was really cool, you know? It's like so, a retro rig like the Betty and stuff. I thought it was neat, but man, it got quite a bit of hate.
2: So I always thought, uh, so that was one that I was like, all right, that's cool because I like the nostalgic of it. Like I thought it was cool, like you said, to bring back the retro, you know, and it actually makes sense though, when you saw everything leading up to that release. Cause that's another one that a lot of people thought, oh, it's going to be a rock racer. Cause they keep using, for some reason they keep using the hashtag, even with the latest release, they keep using that hashtag yep. rock racing. And I don't know why, cause it's like, they must have something it, coming later in the year then. Maybe. And then that came out. And like I said, I thought it was cool because it was, it's four wheel steer out of the box. If I'm not mistaken. I think so. And, um, you know, it's a one scale of their basically first car that put them, you know, in the crawling market. So yeah, with a tiny
1: little body, I mean, you would think this is like right up people's alley that are crazy about 24 scale stuff.
2: Yeah i don't understand that so that one was kind of like yeah that one was another one that was you know i thought about I, I did it for a while i thought about getting one because i have one of those i have an original like xc1 style rig so mm-hmm. i was like oh maybe i'll get another one i'll just like stick it in the box next to it since that one's sitting in the box so but um then out of nowhere. Within like a week later, they came out with another release. They're like, oh, yeah, we have another release for you guys. And the night before, my phone was blowing up like crazy. I was getting the quote-unquote leaked photos and this, that, and the other. And everyone's like, oh, this is the rig that they're releasing tomorrow. This is the rig they're releasing tomorrow. And we're like – I was like, really? And that was the SCX-10 Pro Kit. And mm. I got to say – This has to be one of Axial's best releases since they came out with the six scale release because the six scale release, you know, there were people that picked on it for being so big, but it did get quite a big, um, I guess you could say, following as soon as it was released. There was a lot of people that went out and got it. Now, the SCX 10 Pro kit kind of is well, it's going to be the first flat rail chassis rig and that's picked up in the or i guess you could say picked up in the big name market um and it actually is kind of like following what's going on in the scale world or what's going on in the crawling world you know as we speak so yeah. that was something i thought was pretty cool yeah, so everybody's it's like,
1: lcg crazy right now
2: Oh, yeah, everybody's um LCG crazy. Like, I mean, last year, right before Axial Fest, Rock Pirates really took off. Everybody was building a Rock Pirates rig. They got they either had just the and I'm guilty of it. I got a couple of their shock towers, they um they they their towers came out, then they came out with their interceptor chassis, and everybody's building you know low slung you know rigs. And then now that Axial's come out with this, you know, it's it's right up everybody's alley. You're getting something in a kit, in a box, that you can put together, and you're, it's going to be a LCG-style rig, something that's going to be good for, you know, hitting lines and all that stuff. To me, the only criticism I can give them is I think they missed it a little bit with the price for what you get. I mean, if you if you were to go out, let's just say you want, you went out and you bought um, an aftermarket chassis, pick your brand brazen, IE rock pirates. You're probably looking at 60, 70 bucks. I think for their chassis, something around there, you get a transmission kit and axial transmission kits, anywhere from 50 to 60 bucks. I think if you get like the three gear um, or even like just getting one of those off, like eBay or Amazon, Get a set of axles. You got about another hundred bucks into that link kit, your average link kit, another 50, 60 bucks. I think you easily could have put this rig out or this kit out for about 350, 375. And it would be like that sweet spot of you're getting a rig when you're all said and done that's gonna perform better than the SEX 10.3. But you're not – so, yeah, you're going to pay pretty much almost what you'd be paying for a full rig. But the fact that it was like – what is it, four twenty nine? dollars I think? It just seems like kind of high for what you're getting. I mean, end of the day, you're getting everything without having to source it out. Um, but I still think just for what you get because, I mean, even in the, the raw builders kit, I think that was – what did that thing start out at? Like two twenty-five, two forty-nine, and somewhere around there. I'd have to look that one up. It was it wasn't that expensive. So I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah, right now you can get it. Horizon Hobbies, it's two thirty nine for the raw builders kit. That's why the jump to the four twenty nine for the pro was kind of a a shocker. Yeah, because you're paying essentially. We are you're paying two hundred dollars more, and you're kind of like, okay, it's almost going to be in the same. You know, it is going to be in the same condition as. The raw builders, it just more performance driven parts. God, it's like
0: it's like priced like a race car almost. Yeah. Start getting into the thing. Also, the
2: the one thing though that I do really like about it too is I was I was actually shocked that they went with the straight axles and not the portals. Just because you know everybody's portal crazy right now when they build these things, because you build it low, slung with the portals, you're getting the clearance. Plus, you're getting, you know, them. They also build it low, um, you know, low center of gravity, so it sits a lot lower. But um, I I like that it's a straight axle. Um, they did beef that up. The thing that was a little irritating was they showed it with the picture with that body on it, and there there's no answer about that body. There's some people that say they heard it's coming out in April. There's other people saying that it. That it's some sort of like prototype. I mean, I heard all different kinds of stories about it. Huh. But, I mean, that body, it's cool because it's different. But I have a feeling it's going to be like the next cliffhanger or the next power wagon. Everybody's going to get it because it's got that comp cut to it. Yeah. I see. Yeah. But I'd like to get one. So... Probably end up doing
1: that at some point. There was a... Are you going to talk about some of the comments and stuff that you saw people make? Oh, that's that was right. such a <laughs> circus.
2: Oh, my God. See, and then that's the other thing, too. Like, you cannot win for losing if, oh, you're, yeah. <laughs> if you're Axial. I mean, you release something, everybody's ripping on it going, oh, it's going to be another Jeep. Oh, it's going to be this. And then they come out with something that's actually really cool and you and then people still complain about it
1: yeah well i i want to jump back to that ax24 really quick just because you know how we were talking about people kind of hating on it and stuff i was looking at the features of this thing and not only is it four-wheel steering but it's got three different four-wheel steering modes um it doesn't have a real chassis it's got a side plate chassis like the first one did or the one-tenth one did Excuse me. And then it has LED rock lights that are built into the sliders too, which is super cool. So that's a lot of awesome stuff for $160 car. I just, I, I don't know. I don't see where the hate's coming from. I think a lot of the hate directed towards the Pro Builders kit, though, is just jealousy.
2: I think so too. I mean, let me, I got to pull that up.
1: Real it's quick. got people worried because well, I, I know one of the ones that we saw there was a guy saying like, oh, great. Now, every rich kid's going to buy one of these and and are Which is, comps
2: with it. And we're like, kids if somebody wants to If somebody wants to go and hunt back through and try and find this comment, more power to you. I'm not going to name the person. But, um, yeah, the person said, now every rich kid on the block is going to swoop it. Um, it's going to uh, – he goes uh, – then he put the quote built, not bought for the people that can't build their own comp crawler. Seems like there's always shortcuts in life. And it's like, really? <laughs> so, I mean, where, shortcuts in life. This is one of where, those life moments. But but I want to know where that like logic comes from, because I'm sorry, unless in the, and what's funny is actually, you know, Harley nailed this guy in the comment section and was like, Oh, okay. So you turn down your own links, you cut out your chassis, you know, on your plasma table, like, so you build it from scratch, like really? And it's it's funny because it's like your comment by saying built not bought would imply that you are building it all from scratch. Just because you go and take somebody else's chassis, some axles, a link kit, a motor, a transmission, and you bolt it all together does not mean you built it. You assembled it. Like that's not building it. Yeah, I just couldn't. It's there's no
1: (laughs) everybody (laughs) that builds something they're build unless it's one of the just crazy crazy scale guys that you see on YouTube like SBC and that uh, what is it? Pardon my noob or whoever it is. I mean, there's a lot of guys that do like scratch builds and stuff, but like buying parts and putting them together and getting all of those parts in one box and putting it together is the exact same damn thing. <laughs> like and there that's is what, no difference whatsoever.
2: And that's, what's funny. Cause that's what a lot of people in the comments were saying. They're like, they're like, where, where are you coming at? And then he tried to like double down. He said, well, that's fine. But then I guess they, they shouldn't be allowed in comps then because Why? it wasn't, it, <laughs> because he goes, they didn't go out and build it like we did. And it's like, somebody said. they were like, They're like, "Uh, that's a
1: prerequisite to like, they tech the cars that, Oh, you didn't build this. This is an RTR. You can't run with us or uh, what? That's just in let, can we call it for what it is? That logic
2: is fucking crazy. It's just somebody trying to suck the fun out of everything else. And like you said, it's a fear that what are you scared that something out of the box is going to outperform something you source together and, and Quote unquote, built from scratch. Built, not bought. Well, I'm pretty sure you bought every piece there. Dumbass. Which is what everyone was saying. Like, I just couldn't believe that, like, that's the kind of responses we got out of people when they released this. Like, oh, I had a great one the other day. We had a guy who was just
1: evidently some sort of engineer. We were talking about our servo mount, and he said that the weight of the servo mount is going to snap the truss off of the axle you know because our mount screws onto the trust through the holes and he's like it's gonna snap that off i was like what what situation driving your car in a normal way would ever ever cause enough stress to break the servo off it's like expand on it you know like tell me you know prove it you know and he just had one word
0: physics That
1: was his answer. Physics. Dude, you're out of your
0: mind. Do you remember that time you were owned in the Facebook comment section? (laughs) Physics. Well,
1: shit. How do I argue with that?
0: You don't. It's physics. I guess not. It's physics. Yeah.
1: People are absolutely crazy. They want to argue just about anything, they get upset at anything. oh tell me about stupid it stupid shit that dude just wouldn't back down and, and that's <laughs> was
2: so funny yeah and then also the other thing i want to i also want to bring up and i don't understand like what the whole hype is about this because i first started noticing it when the scx six came out what is with the infatuation of having to create a page for whatever got released first like What is the infatuation of that?
1: Somebody else said something about that too. Um, God, somebody just the other day made a remark about that. Like we were, oh, no, it was a while back. Actually, I think Travis and I were talking about like admins and stuff, you know, like how admins think that they're rock stars of these groups and stuff. And it's like Uh. every time (laughs) something comes out, they're just like "SCX 6 official group. (laughs)
2: The <laughs> original group like you see this all the time and it's well that's oh. like i said when i first noticed it because i had joined one of the scx six groups and i was you know whatever i joined it and it was just before i got my six and um and then i think and then elio sent me something and he said dude you got to get this and i'm like going dude where do you see that i'm, I'm on the scx six page but i don't see that And he goes no it's right here and he sent me the link and then i noticed that I wasn't a part of that one, and I'm like, it's, like, spelt, like, the exact same way. Like, how are you supposed to know what group you're in if, like, there's there's six of the groups named the same thing? I am I'm like, this is
1: yeah, is, yeah, I was
2: just fine. Re-
1: we have Axial SCX6, 490 members. SDX6 Honcho, there's a group only for the Honcho. Yep. 260 members, eight posts a month. That's definitely worthwhile. Wow. Axial SCX-6 Fanatics, 638 members. Axial SCX-6 and Honcho Fan Club, 577. Club, it's a club. Club, yep. We get it. The SCX-6 is huge. Nine members. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally the name of the group. We get it. The SCX-6 is huge. Then there's another... Axial SCX6, which is five point six thousand members, that's kind of legit. That's, I think that's the one I'm in. Axial SCX6 upgrades and mods, three thousand one hundred members. SCX6 owners and friends. Axial
0: SCX6 group. I am friends to the SCX6 community. Owners.
1: Axial SCX6 UK. SCX6 buy sell trade official axial scx six with 371 members axial scx six bouncers uh, scx six owners group scx six builders guild scx six and driver scx six mods and upgrades scx six scale crawler midwest scx six owners nine members (laughs) florida scx six owners club i bet that one's wild eight members SCX6 Canadian Edition, Michigan SCX6 Trail Group, Axial SCX6 Owners of Texas, SCX6 Australia, SCX6 India, SCX6 H Tech Custom, SCX6 UK Owners, uh, Daytona or no Dayton SCX6 Crawlers, Ontario Dude, there is
0: Adam. Adam, have you paid your SCX6 Group Union dues?
2: I'm only part of one of them and I think that was the one that has the 3,000 members in it and that's it but I mean that was just the thing that I wanted to bring up It it was just funny because within minutes of that getting leaked there was already a page for it I'm like going wow, I said that didn't last long it's a bizarre thing
0: what are you counting?
1: There's 32 <laughs> SCX-6 groups on Facebook. 32. And every okay. one of them has their rock star admin that, no, oh, this is the official fan club union, huge car drivers, club friends.
2: And then, of course, we're getting these other people, like I said, we just, right here on the SCX-10 Pro page, uh, or Pro Owners, the one oh, that i part God. of this. I'm Which isn't out yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> bad at math, but I'd like to see some other people's napkin math to build a comp truck at 429. That's a pretty good point. I mean, it is napkin a good point, math. but but I mean, what I'm getting at is, you're still not building a full comp you're truck. Not, you're building, you're building, a building a, a ch- yeah, you're building a slider at that point.
1: Yeah, I mean it's. Like the, the builder's kit or anything else? I mean, what's the difference if you buy a, one of the raw builder's kits and you buy a set of flat rail chassis too and put it together? Because the builder's kit came in a box, you shouldn't be able to comp it then by some people's <laughs> logic. Like, uh, just, you know, RC just, you know, we've said it a lot. It's either the best or the worst people. No, it's it, hobbies. It draws a really goddamn weird crowd.
0: It's just hobbies.
2: Oh, yeah, tell me. Yeah, so anyways, I mean, it is it is what it is. Um, I really could, like I said, care less um, about how many pages there are. I just find it funny that everybody's got a bitch. And then there was one person that actually kind of came to the aid of, um, of that guy who posted the original post, and he said – I don't know what you have to be worried about. If anybody has to go out and buy one instead of getting all the parts and sourcing them out themselves, don't know how to set it up anyways, so they can run with the big dogs because they wouldn't know how to set up a comp crawler if their life depended on it. And I'm thinking oh, going
1: That is such a hypothetical situation. <laughs> like he's just inventing a scenario just out of thin air. What if you just relax? What if what if a guy that has a Toizuki or G string chassis and he's like, Hey, I want to you know i'm gonna buy the 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 pro kit and i'm gonna build it like is that okay because he has had a flat rail chassis in the past and he knows how to set stuff up like i mean
2: and that's the problem that's such an event scenarios (laughs) yeah honestly who gives a
1: shit that much to worry about it Really, like, you know, I mean, you have no control over what people are going to show up with. Somebody's always going to have something nicer, or put more money into it. Doesn't
2: necessarily mean that they're going to drive better than you, but
1: who cares?
2: Well, so I'm glad that you said that because I wish Michelle's dad was hearing this right now because I used to tell him all the time because this is how, at the beginning of the, when we first got in the hobby, this is how he used to justify doing anything to the cars. So, he would look at what everybody's doing at the events. And if everybody was running a certain tire, I got to have that tire. It's got to be the best one because everybody else is using it and they're crawling better than I am. And I go, how many times I got to tell you, you could have the most capable rig in the world. If you cannot drive to save your life, it serves you no purpose. Yeah. Because I told him, I tell him all the time, I go, if you have a capable rig, and you don't know how to see the line and crawl the line, you're still not going to be able to do anything with the capable rig.
1: So. I wonder if that dude like had a conversation bitching about that new kit to like his wife or something. I don't know.
2: And like that's the other that thing was too a is, dinner
1: table discussion. Like obviously the guy's pretty worked up about this. You know
2: what I mean? So it's like, well, well, who in, who in his is, circle had to
1: listen to that?
2: Well, that's the, that's the other point too, is the problem is, and this is just a, a Facebook blanket statement to begin with is that's what Facebook does to people. It allows you to have your own little individual soapbox, whether or not anybody else wants to hear it or not. And, you know, you just feel like you could say whatever the hell you want. So. But. Yeah. The only other thing I got to say is, if Spencer's listening, if they release that, if and when they release that video, or video, <laughs> that uh, that body, I he i think i'm going to send it out to him to get it painted up just like i had him paint up the other one
1: have you seen it all anywhere what that thing's called i i have not found that body anywhere
2: that's what i'm saying there's here i'll go back cuz i was just in the group there was somebody just asked that the other day oh let's see right here uh no that wasn't it where was it what are you planning on the, then, then i always love the people that like I, I'm sure they just want to get talking. What's everybody's plan on their setup? I think if I go with this, I'm gonna order this servo, that thing, this, that, the other, this motor, this. It's like who I'm sorry, who cares? Not trying to sound mean, but are we twelve years old again? Get <laughs> it. And then somebody said, Oh, I tested a cliffhanger body on this fits no problem it's like we yeah, got no crap
1: <laughs> the body literally fits anything out there that's one tenth scale
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: hey guys just so you know one nines will fit on this perfect
2: yeah and then somebody is already complaining straight axles really oh yeah. god looks better
1: Yeah, because Axial isn't stupid, and they realize that you don't do an LCG build and put portals under it and raise your center of gravity an inch off the ground, you morons. That wasn't very nice. Tell us how you really feel. Well, it's just common sense. It's like, really? I mean, they, they designed it this way so that it's low to the ground. You know that low part of low center of gravity? That L and L C G is low. Portals
2: don't make it low. They make it tall. Do you have
0: your Howard Stern glasses on or
2: No. Interesting. Somebody posted. I'm gonna go check it out now. Somebody posted they found the body on Axial's website. It's just called a comp crawler body, is all they're calling it.
1: Man, I bet that was a tough one to name.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely a cool rig. I gotta get one ordered up sooner than later. I might hit up JJ see if he could uh, get me one on order.
1: Could you look on their site to try and find the body?
2: Yeah, right here. Yeah, it says body set one tenth SCX ten Pro Comp scalar. That's all they're calling it. I wonder why the F2 says, F2> says
1: pre-, pre or anything.
2: It says pre order. Because uh, next shipment is April. Wow,
1: that's so, a ways away, huh?
2: Yep. <clears throat> that's probably why they haven't released it yet, or haven't drawn anything to it, because it's such a far out. Yeah, I mean,
1: if you announce it now, all every all anyone's going to do is complain about why it's taken so long. Yeah. Probably, I'd probably do the same thing if I was them, too, just let it fly under the radar for a while and be
2: like, okay, they're here. The only other thing I got to say that's kind of cool is um, there was a lot of speculation about that body. Um, they A lot of people thought it was a proline release, but it's being branded as an axial body. Yeah, it's true. So... Um, but uh, those are proline wheels and tires, obviously, on the release image, yeah. So, which I was but, surprised to see that
1: they didn't put 4.19 high racks on it for the pictures. I don't know because that's what they put on everything, whether. It's the right choice or not. Class one. I night.
2: actually I actually like that they didn't.
1: No, I know. I thought it was cool to actually use crawlers in the picture, but I was still surprised. I thought they would have had like yeah. one of their so-called comp tires on the truck for the picture at least. Yeah. Weird decisions, huh? Like with having so many different brands in house, like trying to decide what's gonna go and fall under what label and you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Well,
2: that's what, that's, what's got kind of weird. Cause I mean, I'm sure you guys haven't went and looked, but if you go on, um, axial cause that's what Axial's website is now. Um, and you actually scroll through the bodies. Once you get through all the Axial, they actually have a couple of the pro lines on the website. Really? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little interesting. Do they have that pro line Chevy on here that was on the limited
1: edition one?
2: Uh, Let me
1: look real quick. I'm not seeing it yet. Oh wait, yeah, there it is. No, that's the '67 Chevy C10. That's a giant one.
2: Whoa! Did you yeah, see? Yeah, they the have bodies board? on here that I didn't even know they had. They brought the the hardline bodies yeah, out for the
1: XR10. I just saw that. I was like, what the hell? Weird. Wraith bodies are back on here, but they don't even sell the Wraith anymore. There's got to be something in the pipeline to take the place of the Wraith and the Bomber.
2: Oh, right here. Once you get down, you're halfway through to the second page. You get the Proline 110 Jeep Comanche, the 91 Toyota 4Runner, the Dodge Power Wagon, the Metric Body, the Wrangler JL. Those are all, it even says right next to it, Proline Racing, and and they give you the part number, but it's on Axial's website. That's weird, huh?
1: Yeah, I'm not seeing that limited edition one yet. Of course, I'm only on page two. Let me look on three. Page
2: three, they have the regular, the step side Chevy, and the 66 Chevy with the two, both of those are the two-piece ones. Wow, maybe they aren't going to offer that thing aftermarket
1: then. It's too bad because it wasn't a bad looking body. Yeah,
2: I don't uh, think so, because now it goes go into seeing it. Crazy. So
1: interesting. Yeah. Thirty-two SCX6 groups. That still blows my mind. <laughs>
0: Else has come out.
2: No, it's been a while since I've seen like tires or anything cool like that. Yeah, the last set of tires that have been pretty cool were the um were the Mickey Thompson Pro X, the Baja Pro X's or whatever they're called. Yeah, there was that.
1: Vanquish came out with a couple new tires. I can't remember if we talked about that or not, but they were
2: awesome. Yep, we haven't talked. I don't think we have talked about them, but yeah, they're pretty-
1: yeah the Falcon Wild Peaks. They got a kind of a what a four point seven, and then a four point one nine, I believe. Yep, they look really really good. They're probably the best like detail mold of any of the Falcon tires so far that have been available from anyone. There's actually been quite a few. I mean, like, way back in the day, ECX had Falcon tires, RC four-wheel drive has a couple, then Axial had theirs, and then now Vanquish has two different ones. Strange brand to become so popular with RC stuff, because it's not typically somebody's first choice for wheeling and stuff, you know? Yeah. You see a lot of BFGs and other tires, nittos and stuff before you ever see Falcons on anything that's built to go wheeling.
2: Exactly.
1: You know what brand I always forget exists is Pitbull.
0: Yep. Oh yeah, I haven't thought about that in a while.
1: Yeah, like they're just they're never on my radar at all. And they've actually expanded their product line quite a bit from last time I looked. So that's kind of cool. Boy, SSD came out some really, really awesome looking 1-inch 24 wheels. They look so good. Not bad either. 30 bucks a pair. That's pretty good. And they come with brass rings. You know, the inner clamp rings brass. That's pretty awesome. So we got Vanquish. We didn't talk about, well, I mean, we briefly talked about, they came out with their new two different color RTRs. I think they got a silver Phoenix and a red one. And I was looking yeah. at their electronics and the radio looks pretty decent. I, I don't recognize it from you know being used on any other brands but i i noticed their esc is the exact same one as the reedy that comes in the element rigs like identical it's just got vanquish's name on it which is cool it's a solid esc people people like it it's weird i see a lot of people talking about like in the element groups about how garbage that esc is But I have yet to have one fail. Like we have quite a few cars with like RTR electronics and stuff because it just doesn't make sense to buy like nice teak and stuff for every single thing we own, especially when like some cars like have been driven once and just sit, you know. And so it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what their problem is with it. i've ran them on 3s all day long and have no issues at all so i don't know why people are frying them
2: yeah i have no idea
1: we had the element trail walker that came out the black one it's matte black with a red interior or red paint on the inside so that when you scratch it it shows through so that was kind of cool makes it look rusty and stuff I was honestly when that came out I was expecting to see some kind of a hate post about you know oh, oh so geez, in the hobby have been weathering our bodies for <laughs> 10 years now and it's not right that you can just buy one and it's ready to weather already like as soon as you get it somebody would hate on it and complain about It being a shortcut in life. Built not bought. Built not bought. I remember we did that on one of our sticker kits, just as a joke. Didn't, and then then saw people putting them on their cars. (laughs) It was kind of funny.
2: Yep, I remember that.
1: Were you going to say something, Trav?
2: No, no. Yep. I still have a couple of those sticker sheets.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm almost out. Like My supply has been dwindling.
2: And, and then King of the Hammers just ended.
1: Yeah, man. I saw today the Johnson Valley Crawlers on their uh, Instagram page picking up the trash. Oh, my God.
0: Not good, huh?
1: Dude, people are pigs. It was so bad. I yeah. mean, like, I just, I could not believe how much garbage and shit was left laying around. Oh, that sucks. Somebody's got to pick it all up, too. That's what really sucks. And it's like all those remote spots where people are out yeah, well, no. on the trail and stuff. Somebody's got to go out and chase all those places down where there were spectators and pick all the trash up. Yep. Yeah kind messed up. Oh, definitely.
0: Is there anything so else, else in, we got? Yeah. Was there anything else in news? I don't
1: think so. I've been scrolling through trying to look. I think we've pretty much covered
2: it all, but if we miss something, I'm sure somebody they've will been, find it out for us. I know, which I'll have to look it up. They've announced, well, at least Horizons announced all the dates of their events that they're associated with. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
0: Axial Fest
1: going to we'll be in the same spot right?
0: again. Yes. We need to go to an event.
1: I'm thinking that, too.
0: Well, we've got... It's been way too long.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it has. I would go to Axial Fest just to run my very first car again. I think that would be fun.
2: Yeah, so (laughs) for 2023, it was save the dates. Uh, July 19th through 22nd at Rob's Resort in Pollock Pines is Axial Fest. Uh, September 22nd and 23rd at Apple Valley is Proline by the Fire. June 9th and 10th is our horizon RC fest in Eli field, um, Illinois. Then June 21st, 24th is axial fest badlands at the badlands off road park. And then this one, which I know is going to be more for, I mean, I don't know if we have anybody that listens to us that's in the, you know, flying, um, sector of the RC, but, uh, August 12th is sports, sport flug plots it's in germany it's a horizon air Meet 2023 also
0: awesome.
2: yeah so those are the five um dates that they announced right before christmas so
1: germany huh
2: mm-hmm
0: All right. Uh, I can get into the couple of questions we have if you want. Yeah. Probably a good time. All right. So, uh, first one from Chris Trudeau says Howdy, fellas. Long time no here. Recently acquired an Ecto slider and I'm playing around with body options. I removed the X brace connecting the rear shock tower as it interferes with body options. See below is a picture. Uh, I'm noticing the towers collapse inward and I'm wondering if the hard plastics make a difference for certain parts and what advantage does hard versus regular offer? It's been changed to a, an IFS front.
1: They've changed their plastic compound a couple times now. So, Have you
0: gotten any... Can you get any of like the Enduro uh, SE... Can you get any of that in the two different plastics? No,
1: I believe all of the new generation stuff is just... So, you remember when it was gray? Yeah. The hard plastic was? So, they changed that, and then their regular black plastic was updated to the same... I don't even know how you explain it. Firmness, I guess you could call it. Okay. The same firmness of what the gray used to be. And so that is now the standard, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. So the old hard plastic is black and today's standard plastic. And I don't believe, for that reason, I don't believe they're going to offer optional parts for that. They'll probably, you know, sell off the, old gray stuff that they had. And that's probably something we're going to see disappear.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it was hard to get
1: people on board anyways, especially with it cold out and stuff. They would break stuff and everything.
0: Yeah.
1: No, I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the story with that plastic. It's not,
0: it's a saga, I guess. (laughs) Um, yeah. I mean, otherwise you're, I mean, ifs ecto i mean you're kind of fine with yeah it, however it is um yeah. yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't stress too hard about it um and then had another one he said thoughts on axial getting into the flat rail comp scene with their new scx pro uh vanquish throwing their hat into the um their rtr ring Trax is changing the body on the high trail and then thoughts on red cat with continuing changes with their crawler offerings and also branching into other niche markets like low riders and drift cars. I noticed red has yeah. been releasing a lot more of that over the last while. Yeah. They released a RTR
1: that, yeah, we didn't really talk about the drift thing. They released a RTR and a kit version of their new drift car. Yeah. Which is cool. I don't know. I th- personally, the whole thing with the axial pro, I think it's awesome.
0: I, I have like one, I, I and it's not about the release itself. I think for like I think it's cool. Um, like I don't I don't like anything. I don't I don't dislike anything about it. I am a little worried about. Um, it's like the racing skepticism, but I am a little bit worried about it maybe establishing a trend.
1: Oh, pretty much every single. Trail truck is going to be like that nowadays. <laughs> I yeah, and maybe not like. I mean, all that's of what everybody is doing, anyways. Though you know, like that. It I mean, is. It is. People that but... don't even comp that are like, oh, this is my C one build. And it's like you don't even comp. It's just your trail truck.
2: Yeah, we'll see that. That was the one thing that I was going to be nervous about was that people, you know, like to say that, you know, when that rig came out, they're like, oh, this is going to be my new class two build. I said, well, it'll be your class two build if you put a certain body on it, you run the body that they're showing. It's the same thing like when the people do the um, power wagon body and they say, oh, this is my Comp 2 rig. No, it's not. It's not your Class 2 rig because Class 2, you cannot have the tires outside the body like that. No, that's Class 1. Class 2, you can. I thought Class 2, you had to have a minimum because that was the whole reason why I ran a certain offset on mine because you had to have it um, three-quarters – Yeah, I thought you had to have a minimum of a quarter of the tires had to be covered. No, that's C1SA. No, I thought C1, the whole tire had to be underneath.
1: You're going to make me do it, aren't you? Yeah, well, I am. What's C2 then?
2: That's what I'm saying. What's C2? Because I thought C3 was everything C3 was outside. Is 2.
0: 2. C3 is
1: class description class two trail stock vehicle it can be modified to bring cable trail rig is not necessarily street legal
0: uh, you know of all the things that I'd never thought we'd be reading off on our show I know right
1: I don't know why I expected this
0: to not be convoluted yeah <laughs> um and an in, in attorney speak info attorney speak yeah, I mean, I'm not even talking about that. I just don't want I just don't want every headlining release now to be the most comped out truck that OEM can. yeah, no, I know. That's my and I'm not that worried about it happening, but that's my fear just cause you know you oh here we go. You see things like this happen in the industry. Okay, class two,
1: body and cage work must be four and a half at least four and a half inches tall. Inside of the front tires cannot extend outside the width of the cab at the doors.
2: Yeah, which if you actually look at those, unless the door, I got to see it straight on. Like the power wagon, that body is so narrow at the doors, it's inside the wheels. Well, this is the inside of the
1: front tire, the inside of the front tires. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I mean, you can have whatever tread exposed. It's just got to be as narrow as the cab on the inside.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, then I guess then there is some gray area that I got to learn about.
1: Yeah, because like you could use a power wagon cab and just leave the fenders on, and you're golden.
2: Well, no, I'm not just saying that. I'm saying is some most people like if you ever look at those interceptor chassis and stuff, like when they build those, if you ever look at them head on, the tires are clearly way outside because the offset of the wheels and everything are clearly way outside the cab, and they go, "Oh, it's my class two build," and I'm like, "No, it's not." They've even changed Class
1: 3. Class 3 now used to just be 2.2s. Now it's spaceships. It's 5.75 inch max tire size.
2: Yeah, and then I think that's where you can have the rear steer and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. So So I guess people need to change like – I understand like, or not change, but like what Travis was saying about like, is this what all the trail trucks are going to be? So my definition of a trail truck is something you can just take anywhere and just go and drive. Like you don't have to, you're not worried about like, Oh, if I roll over, I'm going to lose all my, you know, scale accessories and this, that, and the other. Cause like, that's kind of some of the builds I've been doing lately is I want something I can just take out and run and have a good time, but not have to worry about it. Sure almost more like a basher kind of style. Like you're just like, yeah, I really don't care. I can go out and use it. And you know, it's more a little more performance driven than scale driven.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I don't know, maybe it's a personal preference, but I like the sort of like a generic vagueness that comes with buying one of like the like big OEM vehicles. Yep. and then kind of going through that process.
2: Yeah, I don't think this is going to be. I mean, because that clearly that's why they labeled it what they did. If if they were going to go that route of this is going to be the new norm, yeah. I think they call this the SCX10 Four.
0: Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I. 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 I recognize like what this one is. I'm just kind of wondering like what's the next similar release look like, and does that kind of push it any which direction?
1: The selectable overdrive is kind of cool. We didn't really that, talk about that with it. That's, that's like well, the there's not, Phoenix. That's kind of cool.
2: There's actually two other. There's that, and then the other thing that's really cool about it, which I thought was pretty nice, was this is the first time we've ever seen a different style shock, other than their standard. You're right. You know, shock. Oh yeah. This is set up. This is set up like the mini T's that everybody runs.
1: The shocks look almost like. I don't know, they, they look kind of like eBay shocks or something, you know, with like that angular aluminum cap.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just it, I, I was kind of surprised when I saw that. They look strange. It, it does kind of fit the aesthetic though, doesn't it? Oh yeah, no, no, absolutely.
1: <laughs> I honestly have no complaints about that rig from what I've seen. I no, mean, me I, neither. I think it's great. I just like you. I, I hope that doesn't become a trend with everybody because...
2: Well, but like to be fair, it already is a trend. I mean, well, no, you're everyone's, right. <laughs> everyone's running the flat rail. I mean, what I really like about this is the fact that the this is also a redesigned transmission. This is a yeah. whole new transmission that we have not seen before. Whereas typically they have the three gear. I mean, there is like some of the cover and stuff is three gear et, et, or no, it's not. That's somebody. Somebody put the, they're comparing the Pro Kit to the Raw Builders Kit. Um, But it's got that low, almost like the um, Vanquish. um, What transmission is that? The one that's uh, the forward one, the the Pro Kit? Yeah. um,
1: I forget the name of it, but yeah, it's got the motor forward and then down really low. It looks really similar, but what's crazy about this too is when Axial released the base camp, that was a new transmission design.
2: <laughs> and This has a new
1: transmission design too. So it's like they've released two different trainees in like the last year.
2: Well, I think the problem is, is because I, th- I think they're still trying to refine their, yeah. you know, whatever it is, there's going to be their new, you know, go to transmission because like on, obviously this is set for more like your comp style builds. And, or I could see this transmission honestly being in more, scale builds because of the low footprint you're going to be able to put this in something and have a you know a more easier way to put a full interior in yeah it'd be sick that's in true. an
1: scx ten three. it would be perfect for something like that especially with that offset pumpkin in the front end yes because that's the one thing about this transmission that you have to do is you can't use it with a centered pumpkin on no. it because it's going to be in the way so i mean i don't know you, hey, did you notice too that their axles assemble like SSDs do? Yes, that was kind of wild. Are the tubes? I didn't look to see, but are the? I it'd be kind of rad if the tubes were metal, just for weight. No. That'd be kind of neat, if or even an optional one.
2: No, so the so the actual so to actually to answer that they're not metal, but there's a metal sleeve that they provide for the axles on this kit. Oh,
1: just like Vanquish
2: did. Yes. It's kind of rad. So, yep. So, like I said, I think it's it's pretty cool. It is defi- definitely nice. It's like a nice breath of fresh air. And then I guess the other big deal that everyone's talking about with this is it's got a pretty slick... um servo mount for the um yeah. i believe that's the two-speed transmission and then they also have another slick mount um for a uh servo winch if you choose to do so they have it right there in the front on the yeah, same lines
1: up perfectly with that little fairly mm-hmm. that and the steering servo is actually an awesome spot on that thing too if you go with the axle mounted one yep It's like tilted and then down like you you can't get the servo physically lower than how they have it like it's just it was a super super smart idea and again that's like a byproduct of having the offset pumpkin on it so that's something I would like to see everybody eventually go to you know manufacturer wise is have everybody switch to an offset pumpkin on the front end like that. Because that servo yep. mount's rad. I mean that that's super, super smart and it's great weight placement.
2: Yeah, which which is one of those things like I'm actually, you know, just now thinking about it, it's like, what would I rather do? Would I rather put my servo up in the chassis or would I rather put it on the axle?
1: Well, I guess it doesn't matter points wise anymore. I mean, at one time C1 had to be CMS, but I mean shit, who knows? That probably changed too because it looks like all the circuit stuff's different from the last time i looked yeah that with those axles and if you went with you know an axle mounted servo and stuff that that kit is going to be a monster axle yeah. tubes the servos down super low the transmission is like so low that you can barely see it in any of the pictures i mean like that truck's going to be a monster i think
2: oh yeah no it's it's definitely, you know, in and uh, the right step in my mind to the innovation. Um, it'd be nice to see, and I'll just say it: like I would like to see, you know, um, Enduro um, or Element come out with something similar to this, like as a comp- friendly competition. You know, bring some like friendly, you know, competition back into it. Um, Traxxas, I don't see them doing anything like this because Traxxas is. They're always off in their own world. They like never really pay attention to what's going on. They just yeah. kind of like release what they want to release. But
0: it'd be yeah. nice to see
2: <laughs> see the yeah. Mercedes six yeah. by six. Yeah, they are not
0: they are not market reactive <laughs> at all.
1: Not not really in touch with the demographic.
2: So I would like I would. I would like to see, you know, I'd like to see Element come out with something like this. I think it'd be kind of cool.
1: I wonder if scalers in Dubai buy all of the traxxas mercedes cars probably that would seem like their market because like over there that is an everyday
2: you know a mercedes is a grocery getter for those people so well i funny you say that i had that conversation uh with michelle the other day because i was like um i was saying you know what's funny is we're the ones who get like throttled with all these cars and releases and whatever. I was like, you can get almost every car we have in the United States in Europe in diesel. Yeah. So it just cracks me up. It's like you go to all these other places, and it's like like you just said, Mercedes is a grocery getter in Dubai, but here it's a luxury vehicle. Well, you want to know what was weird? Like
1: this probably would have been 2002 maybe. I went to a – god where was this place it was at a speedway anyways there was a freestyle comp that i went to with some friends down in california and we just loaded the bikes up and drove all the way down there and my buddy had a diesel ford that we drove and man once we got down into la it was tough to even find diesel at a gas station back then like it was we'd pull in no diesel go somewhere else no diesel it was like Pacific prides and stuff like that you had to try and find that actually had diesel. It was pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of I've always thought it was weird how they've always attacked the diesel industry because it takes less steps to create diesel than it does gasoline. But it costs so, more. <laughs> but it costs more and they always throttle it and they always like are like threatening to like get rid of it. I don't understand that either because honestly, like in
1: my opinion for just regular driving around and stuff, diesel is kind of like almost superior in every way, like as far as mileage and stuff like that. I mean, I, it, it's it's weird that it isn't something that's caught on here.
2: Well, what's funny is it's like I mentioned that to my boss because, you know, he's, he's dabbled around the idea of getting a new truck. And, uh, you know, I've been trying to talk to him about – um You know, because he asked me, like, do I like my truck? And I said, of course, I love my truck. Um, But I do got to say the newer diesels is not like, in more ways than one, the older diesels where you could just, like, run it and you don't really care and it's just, you know, it's a dirty engine. You know, it it gets dirty. You know, know, that's just the way it is. Um, Now you got to pamper these things. Otherwise, there's going to be issues, and a lot of it has to just do with the amount of crap they put on these engines now
1: as far as like EPA stuff or
2: yeah the emissions uh, stuff the emission stuff yeah, is the big yeah. killer and I see it it's the number one thing everybody always talks about in like any of like for instance like mine's generations of L5P so on the L5P pages that I'm on like people always say oh I just made the jump from the from an LBZ up to a L5P and oh my god he goes this thing gets worse gas mileage and this that and the other and they're like, yeah, but the power, like you're, you're, you're gonna sacrifice something because this thing will out tow that generation Duramax sideways. Like, I mean, it's just that's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, similar to like the trends we see in RC, one company comes out with something, then the next does, and it's just a constant like that battle, and they just keep, you know climbing up the ladder and we just go, okay, when's, what's the next, you know, standard going to be? Because, um, it was like the race to the first factory vehicle that came off the lot with a thousand rear wheel, um, uh, horsepower or no torque. Sorry. Take it back. Torque. They were, it was the first one to hit a thousand foot pounds of torque was like the biggest deal. And I think Ram did that in like 2020, or 2021 then ford came out and they got over the thousand horsepower or a thousand foot pounds of torque mark um i don't know about um chevy i don't know if they made it there yet because i know my truck is right under the threshold i have nine supposedly i have 910 foot pounds of torque which is mind-blowing whoever would have thought that you would get that out of a stock vehicle which is comes back to like what we're talking about with these RC cars. It's like who would have thought this oh, yeah. is sure. to edit, you know. So I don't know. It's just it's kind of like that's just like the way everything seems to always be. Is there there's always like a another evolution of something.
0: Oh sure. I mean, it yeah. goes back to the comment I always make. Like look at what RC scale or scale RC has done in the last five years versus the previous fifteen. You know, it's just, it's just one thing after another kind of trying to just kind of put that up a bit.
1: It is weird though, how in like the last three years, probably how the LCG craze has taken off and like people just could care less about scale realism. You know, it's like the people that are trying to make scale builds are like such a huge minority now because everybody's just like I just bought this Ecto. What class would it be in? And you know, and it's like, are you planning on comping with it? No.
0: I don't All think right. the I don't <laughs> think the scale challenge is as appealing as it maybe used to be. Or I know, at least just it's definitely just less appealing than you know going out like all performance based and everything else. I think it's just, it's just doesn't like at face value strike a lot of people, something that's interesting. I think maybe actually a lot of those people probably start out in some of this comp stuff and then maybe find their way back to it.
1: Could be. I mean, it, it's kind of, I, I see what you're saying about kind of how you end up sort of circling back to it,
2: but I call it full circle. If you want to know my, if you, like, it's <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, no For some people you know, that's right. definitely
0: the case. Yeah, it all depends, I guess, on where you're at.
2: It's, it's well, no, I'm just gonna say so. So when I got into to scale crawling, there really was not a lot of scale accessories. I think, um, I think RC Four Wheel Drive had a handful of bolt on, um, bumpers and sliders, and I mean they were just like a handful. You had like two styles of fronts, two styles of rears and one style of slider like that was it and then um so back then everybody was trying to get their car to perform better because you know you'd buy it in the ready to runs you know they sucked you had to do battery mods and you had to flip yeah. this and you had to change that and change your spring rates and you know there's all kinds of tricks people were doing to get their car to work better well then Like, so like that was like kind of like in itself, like everybody was all about performance. They're doing all these tricks to get it to work well. Well, then all of a sudden I think people started going, well, that's nice that it works well. I want it to look like this. And then I think that's how the scale took off because people started going, Oh, I want to make mine look like, you know, whatever my real rig. Um, I want it to look like this, or I want to replicate this build. And I think that kind of took off because it was that there was that was the competition it was no longer who can build a better line slayer who can actually you know build a scalar rig and now it's yeah. starting to go backwards because it's kind of like that you know big dick swing and like who can build this that can out crawl that and that's where the competition's coming back into play is within who can build a better comp crawler
1: right it, it's oh. just weird how realistic stuff in rc always ends up getting watered down like it did with drag racing and stuff like that. Like it always starts out like kind of neat and like semi real looking. And then after a while, everybody just does the RC thing to them. And it's like tons of carbon fiber stuff, like chassis and stuff. I mean, like it happened exponentially fast with the drag racing scene, I think but it, the drag it's kind of happen with
0: scale too. though. The drag racing is a bit of an outlier because it's like the perfect candidate of, like it's the perfect candidate to just be ruined by that sort of thing. Like all of the, all of the necessary (laughs) components, like all of the necessary components were there to just absolutely ruin it. And we started off with cool bodies and now they all look like funny car bodies. Yeah. But you know, otherwise like for scale, there's also maybe another perspective too, where like you can kind of look at it generationally. Like you can see, you know, it, it appears as like all these people could be coming back to like, you know, getting into LCG and, like, performance, performance, performance. But then also, too, like, it may also be watching the same progression that happened prior to kind of, like, a new wave of hobbyists. You know, there's a good chunk of these people who probably saw this, you know, just, you know, as a third party or, you know, a friend of a friend or something like that. And, you know, their expo- this is kind of their first exposure is, okay, well, how can I make it just, you know, crush anything? Right, right. You know, so there's, you know, it could be,
2: it could be that as well. Well, that's what I was getting at. Was I remember back when the SCX10 was, you know, the only thing out, everybody was doing the XR mod. Then it was, oh, I'm yeah, doing the wide XR mod. No, I'm doing this, the narrow XR mod. Like, see, people were always trying to bring in, like, you know, the better performance. But there was that brief period where everybody just wanted something super scale then like all of a sudden that went out the window and now everyone's right back to performance.
0: Yeah. And to so be it's fair, like little bodies and stuff. to be fair, I do think like it, you know, it is, I do, well, I do recognize that it it's definitely more appealing to a general, to a general enthusiast than the scale stuff is at face value. Cause I mean like, you know, you walk into a hobby shop, you see is like, you see a, a, you know, like an SCX 10 for the first time, you see, oh, there's a scale looking thing. I mean, the first thing, or, they, you know, like, this cool little, like, crawler that looks real. And the first thought you're going to have is, you know, probably not going to be, oh, I wonder if I can get a rooftop tent for that. You know, it's going to be... Yeah.
1: <laughs> There'll be you know. those guys, like me. Like, I've, I've fallen into
0: Yeah, but it's always, like it's such a, a, it's such a small percentage. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... Yeah. Uh, it's I, just... I, I think that that, I think, is much less occurring than... You know maybe the the performance push thing it's crazy how like people are just so just
1: completely narrow-minded about the performance stuff though like this happened to me the other day on instagram i was posting the um associated a550 rally car and it's got friction shocks it doesn't have oil shocks Mm. and uh i had made a post about it and i was like you know i'm just gonna leave it and blah 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 and this guy starts commenting he's like man, that thing, you, you need to get rid of those friction shocks or trash, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, they're not that bad. Like, I I kind of just want to leave it as is. No, you need to get these 70 millimeter, yeah, racing shocks and put on it and it's going to ride better and it's going to do this and this. And I'm like, yeah, I know what shocks are. I mean, that's work in this industry, but there's something, what he couldn't grasp was, there's something to be said for just enjoying something as it is and that's what i plan to do with some stuff you know like the enduro se for example or that a550 it's like i have like line crushing cars and like really nice stuff but there's like there's that whole fun aspect of you know like i'm just gonna drive it you know i'm not gonna worry about it it's not like the nicest thing in the fleet i'm just gonna drive it and have fun and enjoy it for what it is and some people just do not get that you know it's like they will want to change something before they've ever even driven it you know like they'll buy an ecto or something and be like what's the best shocks to put on this thing you know like for whatever reason you know people are still kind of hung up on that you know if it comes stock it's obviously garbage and needs to be replaced
0: that's a hobby thing though like, like, like that's, that's the RC equivalent of what is like true, like universal across hobbies. Like, um, you know, like I'm in a bunch of, uh, like flight simming groups. And so people post pictures of like some home setups, you know, people will try and make like home cockpits and stuff like that, that are just, immaculate, like as close to the real thing as possible. And it's really impressive oh, wow. what some of the people stuff thinks people do. Like it's a, you know, it's a really big community of just complete nerds. Right. But then what happens is is someone who's just getting into it and, you know, kind of posts up, you know, their like screen and then maybe they bought, you know, maybe they bought like a little like $80 yoke set and stuff like that. And they're just like, you know, they'll post something like having a lot of fun, just getting started and everything like that. And and it's like, I I I came across like a comment on a post like that that was like, "Well, you're not even doing it." Like, or it was what did he say? It was like, "Yeah, or you're not or you're not even really trying if like you don't have like this this control set." And he linked it And that's like eight hundred bucks. Jesus. And the guy's, like, that. "Well, like, okay, thanks. Like, yeah, that would be awesome, but <laughs> I mean." <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm having fun with what I can do for now. That's the
1: same stupid you know? shit that Harley had said about, you know, well, if you don't have a $1,000 to drop on a rig, then this isn't the hobby for you. Like, shut up. Let people enjoy stuff. Let them be new to it and experience it and then decide where they want to go from that. But well, don't be like, you know, you can't be a part of this if you're not prepared to drop this much. And that shit pisses me I think,
0: off. well, I think, yeah, I mean more, I think my point is, I mean, that's, I that that is, that is true along with this is like, I think my point is that like part of the, we like part of the hobby engagement for some reason, for a lot of people is the like projection of bullshit opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever just people feel like they should say because well they can be anybody they want on facebook
1: no one knows the difference they don't know
0: what you. yeah know know, you know Yeah, but it's just weird like if you know it's not about like you know enjoying it for themselves like they have to project the enjoyment onto other people and people have to enjoy it the same way they do you know so that's yeah, true for everything yeah. like you know and there's yeah no people that, like that. that's a good point i just it was just weird that
1: i was just like man I don't want to spend money on this car. I want to leave in just couldn't dude could not understand that. It's like, I like it how it is. I don't care if it's bouncy. It's still fun. Yeah. Still having a good time. (laughs) You know, I mean, I just, I, I don't understand like where people decide that based on whether it's their experience or the dollar amount that they spend or whatever that like, that means that they can dictate to others that this is how it's supposed to be you know yeah i don't know i don't think scale will get watered down i still think trail trucks are gonna be you know the big thing but it's weird in a way i kind of wish i was a part of some of the axial groups i i, I don't know which one because evidently there's a million of them out there but it would be interesting to be a part of one of those groups and see like let's say the scx 103 for example groups for that if people are doing the same type of builds that the element guys are doing because you know we, we know that the element platform is pretty like it caters to a lot of the comp builds and stuff just because of how minimalistic it is you know like it it doesn't have all the plastic that the three does and stuff it would be interesting to see if it's the same type of customers building the same type of things on the axial side of things which Adam maybe you could I mean you probably would know this better than anybody you know based on what you see do they kind of leave them alone or are guys buying threes and turning them into comp rigs like what what does the actual seem so, like
2: so real right now if you want my honest opinion the um base camp is like the predecessor to this um scx 10 pro it's popular so it's very popular for the people who are i guess you could say performance driven like meaning they're trying to build something to like crawl over whatever mm-hmm. um because They, I mean, I'm a part of the, one of the base camp ones, which is weird because I don't own a base camp. And I think the people just like, you know, they just, and they just kind of like invite you like into pages and whatnot. Drives Um, me nuts. (laughs) But so I'm sitting to you. So anyway, so I'm, you know, I'm in one of them and the guy's like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is my. You know, this is my base camp. This is what I'm. This, these are my plans. This is what I'm planning on doing. And da, da 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 da. And they end up changing it so much to be like a comp crawler. I mean, even um, Rock Pirates RC, they went ahead and did the same thing. They took uh, or they actually modeled when they first came out with their um, shock towers and whatnot. They actually were putting them on base camps, and they have some videos on YouTube, like here I can take a base camp and make it a much more capable rig. And you can do this because I mean, I've just noticed that that's been like the platform that people use if they're going to build any kind of a comp crawler style rig, right?
0: Because okay. you're,
2: oh. you're getting something inexpensive. Um, you're able to take a lot of the parts, use them because I'll be honest, the, which I, I do have to look at the base camp transmission. Now that I say all this, Um, I think that has a lot to do with it because I'll be honest, the SCX-10.3 transmission is not the greatest when it comes to like a comp crawler style transmission. It's too, Um, even with the gear ratio that you can physically put in and change, it's not the greatest.
1: I'm wondering if the same thing's going to happen with that Enduro SE. I'm half tempted to take one and just, like put a very small body on it and some different tires and wheels and just see like how good that thing is without having a big body and bumpers in the way and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of thinking that that and like the base camp are two things that are probably going to take off just because they are so minimalistic and it appeals to the LCG build it up yourself crowd.
2: Yeah. So see how, okay. So I'm looking at this one right now, this guy, Um, he, he's got the rock pirate RC, um, towers on it. And I'm looking in the picture, it's a three gear transmission. So what they did was they reverted back to the three gear transmission, um, with the base camp. So can't um, lose with it, but that's what I'm saying. That's the most tried and true transmission. Um, the only thing that kind of kills you with the base camp when it comes to a comp crawler is the fact that you're using portals. The base camp came with portals? Yes. Crazy. I'm almost positive it came with portals. I'm actually No, I'm sure I'm sure
1: you're right. It's just something that I never really let sink in that their base model they would have put portals on that's expensive.
2: Yeah, let me right here. So here's the base camp. Do 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 do. Um yes, it's portals. Crazy
1: that's really the way to do it is either buy a base camp or an SC and just build up from that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the thing though, with the, with the base camp seat, that's the reason why this is becoming like also a popular one is because you get you, like I said, you're getting the best bang for your buck. It's a, it's an RTR. You're getting some of the newer components out of the SCX 10 Like you're getting the adjustable chassis, you're getting all that stuff, but it's a 389 price point right so um but yeah so that's uh, really like that's really like the go-to when it comes to like i said if they're, if you're going to modify something into a comp crawler like you're going to get a you're going to get like a base camp you're not going to get an scx ten three i mean unless you do like kind of crazy stuff like i'm doing i guess you could say um i have the i kind of went more Performance based with my SCX10 three. I took the JL body off. I put the body on that Spencer painted for me. I put the Rock Pirates RC shock towers. I'm still running the stock kit form SCX10 three shocks because I can't remember if they changed those in the RTR or not. And then it's got the it's got the ten three transmission. But I also had put because I originally was running. Um, I, I originally shit canned the portals on that, so I put the lower um, gear set you could put in there, and then that's actually got actually that's got almost the same axles that come on the SCX10 Pro because I put the straight axle kit underneath there, and I took the SSDs off because I was going to use those for my one to one build. So these are even different than the yes, a little
1: straight axle kit then.
2: Well, because from the pictures that I'm seeing, it looks like the link kit instead of being a part that screws on and is kind of clunky, it looks almost it it like looks like it slides onto the axle tube and then there's a set screw that you set into the tube that holds it from rotating and that's your link mount. Oh wow it's keeping it like super tight. So like you, it's not something to be hanging up on rocks and whatnot.
1: Right. I think they're going to sell a lot of these kits, honestly.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, it does have high clearance links. I didn't see them in the front. I, I just saw the rear. Oh, it only has them in the
2: rear. No, the, the lowers front and rear should be high clearance if I'm not mistaken. No, just the rear wow that is really
1: strange i mean it makes sense because if they add high clearance ones on the front it's gonna belly out it's gonna create this big lump on the bottom where the skid is and it's gonna get hung up so i mean like i get why they did it i was just kind of surprised to see that this is one of those rigs that you start looking at and they kind of thought of everything
2: yeah that's why that's why a lot of people said well done you actually listen to what people are yeah yeah you're right it's it is only high clearance in the rear which once you look at it it
1: makes sense but i was just like when i first saw it i only saw the front piece. i was like why in the hell would they have done you know why wouldn't they have done high clearance things like even element did that with their builder's kit but yeah so this thing is an angled skid too wow I think they did a great job. I think they're going to sell many, many of these.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I agree.
1: I feel like we've talked about this before, now too, we- like just in passing. Like, wouldn't it be crazy someday if one of the manufacturers like made a comp, comp rig? Oh, yeah, and, 100% you know, like, a I, I think, Yeah, like I think we've all talked about it with each other at some point and then Whoever painted both those bodies for the pro kit did a fantastic job. Those look beautiful. Flames are really hard to do. And that one that does the flame paint job looks awesome. I agree. So was Chris's, did we get through all the questions or did we, we stop have? At Chris's?
0: We have one more question from Joey Carlson. Oh okay. Um he said do you think element will need to come out with a comp I didn't even read this question before <laughs> Do you think Element will need to come out with a comp style factory team roller slash kit to compete with the SCX ten three pro using the XF Trans, probably. I know I've been well, patiently waiting for this. Just rewind a little bit, Joey. <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just rewind about five minutes and you'll we'll
0: we'll answer it for you <laughs> did, did we answer your question
1: i don't man that that's a great question because element never caved to portals so and here's i
2: don't know i could so go ahead i'll say i i could kind of see it well here's so. yeah. here's what i was just about to say here's and this will be for anybody listening to show this will be your like sneak peek preview if i can convince these two to do it you guys need to create the kit huh well you guys already, <laughs> okay you guys already make no you guys have already come out with the exp kit okay mm-hmm. all you have to do now is come out with a chassis a flat rail chassis based around the enduro and you got exactly what axial came out with yeah You need to seriously pitch that idea and see if you can make it happen. If not, just make it yourself. Add it to your EXP lineup. Come up with your own chassis. Add it with the EXP kit, and boom. Yeah. I mean, you could make
1: a chassis. Well, I'm just thinking about it in my head because I'm I'm thinking about like our shock towers and stuff. I mean, they kind of negate the most of the reasons why you would change the chassis rails to begin with because of the shock. Okay. Well,
2: then what if you just took your design, your, your shock tower design and incorporated that into a flat rail chassis, right? Like the side profile of it and just
1: match basically is what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, dude, there's so many people that are making chassis. I mean, it, it, like if you were to say that the aftermarket chassis market is, um, saturated that's like a massive understatement because like
2: oh i agree everybody and saying, their
1: brother makes one is the thing
2: but i'm just saying look at what look at what rock pirates did they started out making the towers then they just incorporated their towers into a chassis and now you could buy one or the other just the towers or the whole chassis yeah so i mean i can totally see you guys doing that with your exp kit I just think it'd be
1: a hard sell just because of the competition. You know, I don't know if we have a strong enough following or customer base that could,
2: it's no, I think we could
0: sell them. It just what doesn't you're honestly
2: going to need, need is you're going to need somebody in the, in the limelight. Like you're going to need Brad get to like, actually like, you know, build one and put it out there. Then his following is going to go to you and get, what you know get the parts because that's typically what's happened i mean i'll be honest rock pirates was taking off on their own harley decided to do a rock pirates build and then they like shot through the roof oh yeah i'm sure so it's like that's the kind of thing like you need you just need one person to put it out there and be like look this is element based this is this these are all the parts and i guarantee you they'll move I mean, we've tried it in the
1: past. Like, we sent Tony Fallon an EPX kit. We sent Schultz an EPX kit. We've sent Brad one. And it's like, I think the only thing that we got out of any of that is Brad had posted a couple pictures or something of ours, and that's it. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's like, who do you choose and who has the most reach? I mean, I thought that those would be good choices, but they kind of weren't really. I mean, it didn't really do anything for us. So.
2: Yeah, I know. Well, that's hard. Okay. I mean, I don't
1: know. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty disillusioned with the social media rock stars anyways nowadays. And I'm just kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I have weird feelings about all of it, if you hadn't noticed. Hmm. And I'm really cautious, too, when it comes to like new products or new ideas and stuff like I'm not the most brave person ever going, you know, yeah, let's do it. Let's make it. It's like everything is just so calculated with what we do because it's just on such a shoestring budget, you know, I mean, it's just the two of us.
2: Yeah, I get it.
1: It would just be, I think it'd be a tough sell for us to move chassis. I really do.
0: I don't think it would. I think it'd be easy. I think the the tough selling point is fitting into the ecosystem.
1: It'd it'd have to be noticeably different than what everybody else is doing, otherwise you're not going to stand out.
0: Yeah, I'll ponder this.
1: If we did, so you, Adam, you you've looked at like in person, you've looked at RC four wheel drive cars before, right? Yes. You know how their chassis are like aluminum and it's just solid. It's not C channel. Yeah. I mean, we could do something like that and drop the belly a little bit and angle the skid and do aluminum two aluminum rails and then Mm -hmm. have our shock towers match up with that. I mean, that's something that's doable, but I mean, I don't know if I would do the whole carbon or G 10 route. I'm not really sure either way i would want it to work with our shock towers just because they're awesome and there's no like bullshit involved with trying to get the body posts on you're not having to rig something together or anything and you can grab any element body and it's just going to drop right on Mm -hmm. yeah so that part of it i mean which we have that over everybody else and it's still a tough sale against like ierc or rock pirates You know, for whatever reason, people like the erector set looking cheap laser cut stuff and it's harder to sell like really nice CNC stuff. Part of it's the price, obviously, but also, I mean, it's just, I don't know. That's what everybody's into right now. And the not having to jerry-rig your body posts isn't a big enough selling point to sway them our direction sometimes.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I I hear what you're saying. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just think like I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm just like thinking about all this in my head. I know. I know. And that's what makes you. That's what makes you a business person. And that's what makes me a dreamer. (laughs) Whatever.
1: No, I just, I'm just a sissy. I'm not really a business person. I'm just scared.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I just, like I said, I just think that if, you know, if if the people are wanting a element-based, you know, comp rig, so to say, and if you give them that option, then I don't see how the market wouldn't start looking at what you're putting out there because yours is, you know, element-based. Right. All the other ones are universal and people just use, you know.
1: I had those exact same words in my head just now as you were saying. And I was like, you know, now that I think about it, almost all of them aren't element specific. They're universal because the skids, same bolt pattern for axial and element. Yep. It'd be rad to design something around the Stealth XF trans. And it would be sick to somehow get that motor tucked down a little bit lower even if it means just angling the skid and having the motor kind of pointing down a little bit to try and get a little bit of weight lower i don't know i have a lot of faith in that transmission i think it's a great starting point i i actually put one of those in my epx truck and freaking love it i
2: definitely think you guys could make something happen yeah,
1: well, I mean, we'll we'll definitely end up talking about it, but it sounds like you've piqued Trav's interest more so than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I underestimate us a lot though, because it's one of those things where it's like I'll say something and I should never, whatever, and I don't think anything about it, and it's like I forget sometimes that people actually do pay attention to us and like listen to what we say and stuff and i usually try and discount it as like oh whatever it's just us nobody pays any attention you know so it's
2: and you know what you could do you can revamp the project grande
1: (laughs) (laughs) it did make me think about whether an epx style kit would work on the base camp but then again why wouldn't you just buy passy rails for the base camp
2: yeah I mean, there's, like I said, there was rock pirates did a video on that where they grabbed one of their interceptor chassis and put all the base camp stuff underneath it. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying is their stuff is pretty much like it's a universal kit. Yeah. They might base it around something, but I mean, I've seen a ton of guys, um, you know, come out with, you know, a element based, like, you know, they got the interceptor rails and they, it's all with element, you know, components. Yeah so i guess the other hurdle really is to get element or to come up with see i've never looked at the element axles to see if it's possible but would it be possible to come up with new axle tubes to create an offset axle that would be tough that's gonna be the kicker
1: yeah yeah, that'd be a tough one. They're, they're very similar to the scx 102 axles.
2: And then the other thing, too, is there's the one other part about the element, which I'm actually, now that I'm thinking about this, I'm very shocked that Axial did not add this or include this in their kit, is why they didn't decide to do the behind-the-axle steering. Yeah,
1: that's a good point.
2: Because if they're going comp based
1: I mean it looks like there's enough space.
2: I'd have you know what? If and when I get my hands on that, I'm gonna have to look at that because I originally made my own behind the the axle link for my original cheater rig that was based off an SEX one. Um you just have to bend up the link yourself. And it takes some trial and error. You use something that you don't give a crap about, like you get some cheap, like, you know, aluminum and you just keep bending it in place until you get something that works. And then you make one final out of like steel or you can do it out of aluminum again, but you're just not, it's not going to look like spaghetti that you've tried to straighten out and rebend and straighten out and rebend. At least you know what bends work. And then you make it all once, one time. But yeah, I don't think there's going to be an off unless somebody production, you know, wise makes a off-the-shelf you can purchase behind the axle. I just don't see, you know, it happening. But the other thing is you're going to have to come up with some sort of a knuckle. Yeah, then because that's what I was
1: just going to say. Is the knuckles these kind of look like the regular SCX10 knuckles? They have them rotated to where the steering link is super super high. Yep but like what element has is they have aluminum plates that bolt on top of the knuckle like mm-hmm. how vanquish and stuff did with like yep. the 60s and so that makes it really easy to do front or back but it looks like it might be a little yeah. You know, the knuckles look like they'd be kind of holding this thing back from achieving that. The other weird thing about this, and I talked about this with Trav, and I forgot to say it earlier with the pros. I was really shocked to see they didn't do some sort of adjustable panhard mount like what Element did, because that's so nice being able to adjust the axle sway based on where you're setting your ride height. Like when, like on something like this, it looks like a stamped steel plate that bolts onto the side of it. I mean, yeah, you can adjust it with like the rod ends for example and kind of turn them you know turn them out or in a little bit to adjust it but man having that adjustable pan hard mount has been so nice on the element rigs because then you know it's not if you're running like a full droop setup it's not you know kicked all the way over to one side yeah it still stays centered up
2: no definitely man Um, that
1: steering link is higher than the axle tube I mean, it is way up out of the way on the on the pro. A-Main has some fantastic pictures of this thing.
2: Yeah, no, now that I look at it more, it is. I mean, I'm just like, I guess that was their answer to it, was to keep it up high. Pretty good. I mean, really, it's
1: pretty good solution. I mean i am I'm, I'm with you I, I like the behind the axle steering there i've seen a lot of the element guys that want to get rid of it which i'm not really sure why but i mean i even clocked my knuckles back and still had space for it i mean it i don't know there's all kinds of room there to be able to retain it so i don't really see any benefit whatsoever to get rid of the behind the axle steering but with what axial did here it's probably the next best thing as as far as i can see looks pretty good
2: yeah. No, it does. Um, yeah,
1: it's interesting that it, have you looked at the Sendero SE very much, Adam? I have not. Y- you saw though that it has like the mini Teespring's and stuff, though. Yes, it, it's weird because like it. I I look at that and like the trans design and stuff, and I it makes me wonder if there's something waiting in the wings like the pro kit that they're slowly working towards especially with their base model trail truck having comp style shock up. yeah it, it makes you wonder if there's like you know like something bigger going on in the background that's going to come out They definitely kind of turned the RC world upside down with releasing this kit, though. It's got everybody talking.
2: Oh, yeah. What I want to see, which won't be until I get my hands on one, I just want to see, because I'm almost positive it comes with that piece to put the servo on the axle.
1: Yeah, I think, it, I think you're right. I, I believe you have your choice when you build it, if I remember right. Boy, that spur is so far forward. That's a really interesting transmission. No, it is. Like with those big long spacers and stuff and the little tiny stubby drive
2: shaft. And And the other thing I was looking at that drive shaft that's actually a little bit, if you ask me on the scary side, is the fact that they're using a dog bone. Oh, yeah. That's one thing that kind of scares me, but, I mean, they must have used it enough to kind of, you know, see that it works. You know, I the associated Apex cars, they're,
1: you know, like the unicorn and stuff. Those um, those are like that. They have dog bones, oh, okay. and I haven't had any kind of issues with them at all i don't know i mean like even some like base scale buggies and stuff like race cars have even used dog bones lately it's weird there's travis knows all about it there's like this whole thought process behind going with dog bones especially on independent suspension but yeah it is kind of weird with this one unless i mean it doesn't need to be telescoping or anything so i guess that's okay it's just strange Well now I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight because you put all these ideas in my head. No, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just I'll be
2: messaging Travis. What about this? What about this? What do you think of this? <laughs> well, actually I started thinking about some more stuff. I'm wait I'm wondering if they'll ever release these axles by them as a kit. They're pretty rad. No, the reason why I'm saying that is because I just thought of a whole – what I thought about a while ago is kind of coming intuition with these axles. I said if they could make a metal – so if those are steel tubes and they're not aluminum, I don't know yet. I got to look. Even if it's aluminum, I don't think it would be the end of the world. But if you could make those out of steel – you could weld on your own link mounts. You can weld on spring perches. You can use those axles for so much more than just this. That's true. And, and it's all stuff that now that I've been staring at this kit for the last hour and a half, I've started like getting all these ideas. It's funny
1: that you brought that up too because I just saw a picture of a GCM rig today that used um, a coil spring with cups and then a separate shock, kind of like what Tamia has yep. with that CC01 and 02 i haven't seen that in such a long time and i was just thumbing through stuff today and i saw that they did that i was like
2: oh wow what do you know yeah
1: it's just not something you see very often super scale though i mean lots of cars are that way i mean shit, even the new raptors that way it has coil springs in the back yeah crazy how we doing on time
0: uh, We're just shy of well, about like hour 50. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, good length on this one.
1: Yeah. No, it ended up being a really good conversation. About halfway through, we kind of found our focus and we found our mojo, baby. We did. We did. <laughs> well, should we call it before I give Travis more stuff to edit out? <laughs> Uh, Yeah, Yeah. we're at a good spot. All right.
0: Well, cool. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to make any promises on the next one, but thanks for joining on this one. (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Looking forward to more.
1: Yes, we'll see you again at some point, everyone. Later. See you.